in and around you, but you are still here. There are many that are not here with us any longer, but you are still where? Here. And I don't know about you, but for that, I give God the praise. I want us to look at the scripture in Deuteronomy 31, verse number 6. Deuteronomy 31, verse number 6. It says here, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. Them who? Whatever they are, whoever they are, whatever it is, whatever the devil is throwing at you, whatever is against you, whatever is working or is being planned against you, whatever is being said about you, do not be afraid of them. The word of God says, be strong and of good courage. It could have said be strong and courageous or be strong and be and have courage. But he said, be strong and of what? Good courage. So which suggests to me that there is courage that is good and there is courage that is not good. But God says we must have what kind of courage? He says, do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. Say, God is the one that goes with me. Say, I am never alone. But God is the one that walks with me. You see, the problem with us is that we read the word, but we do not believe what we read. Because if you believed what you read, then there will be no reason for you to fear, and there will be no reason for you to walk afraid. And you will be conscious of the one who says that he is always with you. He says, he is the one who goes with you. But unfortunately, we are so aware of the evil that we are ignorant of the good in our lives. We are so aware of the devil at work and we are ignorant of God at work in our lives. But he said he is the one who goes with you. Now, I don't know about you, but if I know that the God of the universe, the almighty God, the king of kings, the creator of all things, the one who made all things, the one who was and who is and is to come, the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, the one who is I am is with me. If I know that he is with me, then there is a kind of way in which I will begin to walk. I will walk in a kind of way that reflects that I am aware of who is with me. It says, do not be afraid for the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you. Then it says, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Say, God will not leave me nor forsake me. Now, I know there are times where it feels like God has left you. You see, that is just a feeling. And we don't depend on feelings. Because feelings will betray you. Feelings cannot be trusted. Today you feel this way. Tomorrow you feel another way. The next time you feel that way. The other time you feel another way. So we cannot base our lives on feelings, but we base our lives on the Word of God. And the Word of God says, God will never leave us and God will never forsake us. Regardless of how you feel, you feel left alone, but that is not the truth. You feel like it's not there, but that is not the truth. Now in Psalm 91, verse number 11, look at Psalm 91, verse number 11. Say, God kept me in 2023. And say, God protected me in 2023. He says, for he shall give his angels charge over you. 
he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Don't tell me about demons. God shall give angels charge over me. Don't tell me about demons and the devil. No. Let's not. Let's stop being so mindful of the works of darkness. And we are not mindful of the works of light. The Bible says in Colossians 1.13 that he has translated us, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of his dear son. But believers are so focused on the activities of the kingdom of darkness. And they are so scared and they are so aware and they are talking all the time about curses and demons and, and, and the evil that the devil wants to do. Stop talking about that. Change your language and stop talking. Start talking about the angels. Start talking about the, the protection of the Lord, the provision of God, God, God's super upon your natural. Start talking about the things, the good things that God has promised you, the good things that God wants to do in your life. Whatever you pay attention to the most, you believe. The reason why you believe in the works of darkness is because you pay too much attention to it. Even when you pray, your prayer is always about fighting the devil and fighting demons and fighting curses. Imagine being in love with your wife and then we're fighting, 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 fighting. God wants a relationship with you where he can commune with you, where he can love you, where you can experience his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Yes, there's a time to fight. Don't get me wrong. There's a time to fight, but not all the time. Amen? God did not deliver you from the kingdom of darkness so that you can fight. In fact, in actual fact, the fight is already won. We, 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 we're just fighting to step into that which is already done. We are fighting from a victorious position. We are not fighting to win. We are fighting to keep the victory that is already ours. That, 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 that is a difference. We are already victorious. God has already done it for us. On the cross, he said, it is finished. Do you know what that means? Tetelestai. die. It is finished. In other words, there is nothing that needs to be done ever again. Everything that had to be done is already done and accomplished on the cross. So you and I, all we need to do is to walk in that which is already done. But the devil is trying to deceive us and lie to us and try to sell us something that we already have. Even in the Garden of Eden, he did the same thing. He was trying to sell Eve what she already had. But because she did not know that she had it, she believed a lie. Hello, people. Are we together? Say, God protected me. His angels are camping around me. He also provided for us. Philippians 4 verse 19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. It says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You see, this was the apostle Paul. And he was addressing the church of the Philippines. And he said, my God, church, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But he said that because of the, 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 the part which the church was playing in his life. What was the church doing in his life for him to say to them, because of what you did, my God shall supply all your needs. If you read before verse 
19, some few verses before that, you will realize and you'll see right there that the church were financing the gospel that the apostle Paul was preaching. preaching. They, 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 they made sure that he was able to preach the gospel. They gave into his life so that he will continue to preach the good news. They enabled him to do what God called him to do. So because of their gifts and their support and their prayers, Paul said to them, my God, because of what you are doing, shall supply all your needs. I know this is one of the scriptures that we quote a lot as believers, but you cannot quote the scripture if you're not doing what was done before verse 19. So don't claim verse 19 before you do verse 18 and verse 17 and verse 16 and verse 15. Let's read. Let's find out what happened in those few verses. Give me verse... Let's try from verse 14. 13. All right, let's start it from there. In Philippians 4 verse... 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right, continue. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Continue. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, he says, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. He says, no church, but you only. No church supported me, but you only. All right? You are the only ones, you church of Philippians, that supported me. Verse 16. Then he says, for even in Thessalonica, you send aid once and again for my necessities. So he says, you still make sure, even when I travel to uh, uh, Thessalonica, you make sure that you send aid for my necessities. All right? So this is what you did. Continue. The same church. He said, now, not that I seek the gift. He says, it's not that I'm after your gifts. But I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. <laughs> he says, ah, it's not about the gift. The devil is making you pay too much attention on the gift. It's got nothing to do with the gift, but it has everything to do what will be to your account as a result of the gift. It is all about what the gift will make room for you. It's all about what the gift will enable you or will enable that it may be added upon your life. He says, not that I seek the gift. In other words, whether you gave me the gift or not, it will not really make a difference. But the difference is this. I seek the fruit that abounds through your giving to your account. That's what I seek. Verse 18. Verse 18. Indeed, I have all and abound. He says, I have all and I'm increasing. I am full. Having received from that, that word. What is that? Aphroditus. With that one. Having received from greater works. The things sent from you. He says, the things that are sent from you, they are a sweet smelling aroma. An acceptable, acceptable sacrifice. Well pleasing to God. He said, the things that you've done for me, all these things that you're sending, they are a sweet-smelling aroma, a sacrifice that is well-pleasing to God. Verse 19, and then he says, and my God. Do you see what qualifies Paul to say this to this church? He says, and now my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So, if you're not doing what the church of the Philippines did, then you cannot claim this promise. Amen, family? Say, in 2024, I will increase my support to the gospel. I will increase my giving to the gospel. 
I will increase my saving to the house of God. I want us to take some time and reflect on this past year about the events that took place in your lives. The good and the bad. We have all been through a lot of things in 2023. But God. Someone say, but God. In the midst of it all, but God. You know, I love it when God bats. I was sick, but God. I was poor, but God. I was rejected, but God. I felt all alone, but God. Some of you don't even know how you got here today in 2023, but God. Some of you go, you thought it was done with you. I mean, the activities, things that happened in your life, you thought this is it, this is it. There's nothing after this, huh? but, 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 but God. Some of you guys were hospitalized and the devil was whispering in your ear saying, this is it. But, 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 but. But, but, but God. Some of you guys lost your loved ones and you felt like all your life has gone apart. You're not convinced. You don't sound convinced. But God, some of you guys did not get the jobs that you expected to get or you were trusting God to get. Some of you guys did not get the promotion that you thought was due to you. But God, some of you guys, you applied, you went to interviews, and nothing came out of it. But, 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 but God. <laughs> Woo! Say, I love it when God butts. Some of you guys thought you would be single forever. <laughs> but God. I, I, I wish you could help me preach this morning. Some of you guys, you thought you will never, you will never be found. You're going to live your life all alone. Some of you guys thought you will never have children. Some of you guys thought that God was done with you. Say, 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 God is not done with me yet. As long as I'm still breathing, that's an indication that God is not yet done with me. So pull up your shirt and roll up your sleeves, baby, because God is about to do a new thing. But God, just because that business did not turn out the way you expected, does not mean that God forgot about you. You know, sometimes... God don't allow us to step into certain things because some of the things were our ideas and they were good ideas instead of being a God idea. You see, there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. So, 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 so all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial, the scripture says. Give me Romans 12. Romans 12, 1. Quickly, please. So I can get back into my notes. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Say, my body must be presented. You see? That you present your bodies. How? He says, a living sacrifice. How? How, Lord? Presented how? Presented how? Holy. And presenting your body holy, what is it? It's a and it's acceptable to? So acceptable to God means it's not a big deal. It's acceptable. It's an acceptable requirement. Presenting our bodies holy. It says it is a reasonable service. Continue. Verse 2. He says, and do not be conformed to this world. Don't be like the world. Don't, don't, don't change and be like the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, this is the reason why he wants our minds to be renewed. Say, God wants my mind renewed so that I may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Say, without my mind being renewed, I will not be able to prove the good, acceptable, 
and perfect will of God. You see, these are three levels of God's will. The good will of God, acceptable will of God, and perfect will of God. Now, not some of us are in God's good will. Some of us are in God's acceptable will. And some of us are in God's perfect will. Now, being in God's good will is not the best there is. It's good, Shem. It's not bad. It's good. But it's nothing much to be proud of, but at least you can be proud of the fact that it's not bad. And there is another will of God that is acceptable. So God says, this is not my best. But because you're stubborn and disobedient and you don't want to work with me, I will accept it. I will accept it. But there is a place that God says, this is what I want for you. This is what I have in store for you. And I want you to be in my perfect will. In other words, where you are, what you do, who you with, everything about you is exactly what God intended for you, is exactly what God wanted for you. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. You are exactly with who you're supposed to be with. You are exactly experiencing what you're supposed to experience. You are exactly walking the way you're supposed to walk. Everything concerning you, in you, about you, around you, everything above you, beneath you, everything, your health, your finances is about exactly what God intended and created and designed on the day for you to be. You are in God's perfect will. I don't know anyone that has ever been there but Jesus. We are all striving for perfection. The Bible says we are being perfected every day. Amen, family? Now, God's perfect will has everything to do with how, how much you are surrendering to him. It has everything to, to do with a consecrated life that you live. A consecrated life is a separated life. Separated from the works of darkness. Separated from the kingdom of darkness. Separated from how the world does what it does. But my life is isolated. It's separated. And it's separated to do what God wants to follow the scriptures. It's not a world that is affected. Are we together? Now, with everything that has happened, we see how good God has been. Give me Psalm 23 verse 6. We see the goodness of God in our lives. God has been so good and he deserves all the praise, family. There is more to praise God for than to complain. I know the devil traps us into complaining. I know the devil blinds us of the good things that God has been doing in our lives. We are actually more aware of the negative in our lives than we are of the good in our lives. So that is because the devil wants to shut up your praise. He wants to shut out your mouth so that you are not able to give God the praise because you don't see anything good. But I'm here to remind you that God has been good. Look at Psalm 23 verse 6. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, not only on Sunday. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How? How often? So... What is the house of the Lord? They were looking for Jesus. His mother and father. And they couldn't find him anywhere. Jesus was in the church, in the synagogue. And eventually, they found him. And when they met with him, they said, where have you been? We've been looking all over. And he said to his mother and father, don't you know that I'm supposed to be in my father's house to do my father's business? He's telling his parents that. You, you, you're supposed to have known where to find me because in my father's house, 
is where you're going to find me. Because I am about my father's business. I don't know where will you be found if you were to be looked for. I don't know the address that has your permanent residence. I don't know even when the devil is looking for you, where will he find you? I don't know if God was to release his angels or his blessings, where will they find you? But, but, but I know for me and my house that we will serve the Lord. I'm not talking about on a Sunday only. I'm not talking about on a New Year's Eve only. I'm not talking about on Christmas Day. I'm talking about forever. Forever. I don't care what is happening. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the devil has done. But in the house of the Lord, that's where you will find me. You can count on that. You can count on that. When I was in the world, living for the devil, I used to sing a song that says, Em nandini ila zontolakona. Em nandini ila zontolakona. Eklapini ila zontolakona. Eklapini ila zontolakona. But now God translated me from the kingdom of darkness Lord, into the kingdom of light. And then, Yeah? What is Zoktolap? Zoktolap, wait. Oh, devil, you got to go. Get out of my life and get out of my house. It is God's goodness that you are here today. It is God's goodness that you are able to sit where you are sitting and hear the preaching of his word. It is God's goodness that you woke up this morning. It is God's goodness that you are the way you are, looking the way you look, feeling the way you're feeling. It is God's goodness. I know we only recognize the goodness of God when we get our answers, uh, our prayers answered. We only recognize the Lord when he blesses us with material things. We only recognize the Lord God when we see a BM or a Mercedes Benz or we see a job and everything. No, 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 no. You can see God in the little things. In the little things. And because we live a life that lacks gratitude, that lacks appreciation, I believe that is one of the reasons why we cut ourselves off of God's blessings. Because we are ignorant. So, we need to praise God for his goodness. We need to praise God for everything. So, what is praise? And I'm going to take it from our Christian growth manual. Now, this manual is for a course that we run here in the church. It's our membership, membership course. But you're also welcome to come and do it whether you know, you're a member or not because it's the word of God. Amen. But I want to I I tell you what praise is from this manual. It says here, praise is understanding God's greatness. Understanding God's greatness. What is praise? What is praise? Do you think you understand the greatness of God? When you look at yourself and you look in the inside of you, do you see a person that understands the greatness of God? Or you think you are more familiar with the greatness of evil? Are you more familiar with the greatness of God or you are more familiar with the greatness of evil? You see, people that understand God's greatness, they walk in a certain way. They talk in a certain way. They think in a certain way. And sometimes they are not liked. 
Praise is understanding God's greatness, His love for us. Say, God loves me. Praise is expressing a deep appreciation to God. Praise is expressing a deep appreciation to God. Psalm, 1, Psalm 48 verse 1 says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Now the Bible declares that all creation, in Psalm 148 verse 1, put on the screen. Psalm 148 verse 1. The Bible declares that all creation proclaims the presence of God. All creation. So in other words, when the sun rises, the sun is proclaiming praises to God. When the birds are flying and they are singing, they are proclaiming the praises of God. When the moon comes up, it's proclaiming the praises of God. When the flowers blossom and you see the beauty that is around you, those are declaring the presence of God. So God is in everything and God deserves to be praised. In Psalm 48, it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Continue. Continue, please. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Continue. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Continue until verse 5. Praise him, you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Let them, you are also in there. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? For he commanded and they were created. God commanded to be praised. So if you're not praising God, you are obey, disobeying a command. You are disobeying an instruction. First Peter 2 verse 9. And I wrote here that we who are born again are New Testament priests. It's actually in the manual. We are New Testament priests unto God, and as such are to proclaim praises. Look at 1 Peter 2 verse 9, quickly. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, we're almost there. But you are a chosen generation. Say, I'm a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the presence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, 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 you must personalize scriptures sometimes when you read scriptures. So, do it this way. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am God's own special person. I am special. Tell the person next to you, say, I don't care what you think, I'm God's special person. Tell them, tell them, I don't mean to offend you, but your opinion don't mean much because this is the opinion that I believe. Now, 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 let me tell you something. L let me tell you a little story. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm blessed to see royalty here. Because... <laughs> So my, 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 my father's brother, Rangwan, we were having a conversation, me and him, Pastor Felix, and he was trying to explain to me who I am, uh, where I come from. And uh, my father passed away some time ago, was still a teenager, so his brother decided to, you know, form a relationship with me and explain to me who I am. And he said to me that, um, uh, Barre, I told you guys two weeks ago that every, the 16th of every year, the Ranyanis, that's my surname, Ranyani, the Ranyanis come together, all of the Ranyanis, they come together and they go to an event called Aritzaning, which means uh, let's know each other. So all the Ranyanis from everywhere. So I've never been able to attend this event for a very long time. So for this time, they send me a personal invite. Or Emon, 
come. You have never been here. So I decided to go. I said to my wife, let's go, let's go. So they sent a program, Pastor Felix, on what's going to take place on the day. And the first item on the program was that at 6 a.m. they were going to go to the cemetery. Because they were meeting in a place apparently where their ancestors were buried. You know? So we all went there. So this, I saw the program from 6 to, to, from six to 8. They're going to the graveyard. So I saw this and I said to my wife, we're going to leave at 8. We, we, we're not going to the graveyard. We're going to leave at 8. I, so the devil went like, oh, you think you're clever. Man. So we arrived there around 10. Or after 10, I think. Even later, right? Somewhere there. And guess what? Their visit to the grave was delayed. <laughs> the devil says, Uzoya Khan. So when we got there, the, the first bunch have, had already left. So there were a few left. So they're busy talking and wondering who's going to take us there. So I'm sitting with my wife. I'm like, Arimu, we're not going there. Then my father's brother, the one I'm talking about, appeared from nowhere. I saw his car, but I thought he's already gone. He appeared. And he comes and he says, Oh, Karabu, you are here. Uh, who has not gone to the grave? This other gentleman says me and everything. Okay. Uh, everyone, that's my name. He didn't ask me. By that time, I was driving Pastor Tobani's car. And then my wife could not go because she did not have uh, the covering of her head, these things. So, Usindi. So now, because for the respect I have to my father's brother, I'm like, Ish, let me just take them. When we got there, he says, Come on, I want to show you where your fathers are laid. So, in my mind, fear kicks in. Kuti. I can't go into the graveyard. No, 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 no. Fear, fear is still. Go, don't go there. You're going to, you know, attract spirits and everything and stuff like that. As I'm busy entertaining the devil lying to me and everything, and I remembered her name, man. Who am I? I'm the son of the most high God. I'm a peculiar person. I'm a holy nation. I'm a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the ability. I will have courage, no fear. No devil can touch me. Pastor Felix, I went into the graveyard. I, I, was, I, was, I was angry. At the devil trying to tell me that I cannot walk on God's land. This is God's land. So all my family members, this is a true story. I've got pictures. They went into the grave. And they're saying, oh, this one died 1940, what, what? They can see the dates and the names and everything. Hey, the Ranyanis come from Vamos, eh? And everything. And they are busy there, you know, taking grass from the grave, cleaning the grave at the same time talking to the grave, talking to the grave, and saying, hey, here we are, my name is Sibanebani, Sibanebani, the blessings and everything, and I'm getting angry in the inside, I'm getting angry in the inside, I'm like, you don't talk to no dead person like that, you talk to the living God like that. I'm getting angry, I'm getting upset in the, in the inside of me, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Because you guys might be upset with me. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord from Psalm 150. I want to show you something, man. Please look for a scripture for me that says, the dead go down into silence. Allow me to take a few minutes 
extra because it's the last Sunday of the year. Amen? A few minutes extra. I'm trying to help you. But that's not what I wanted to say. Here, royalty. My, my father's brother, look for the scripture. My father's brother, he told me a story. Please listen to me. He told me a story. And he said, Munna, do you know that you are royalty? I'm like, what do you mean? Your bloodline, you're the horse. You are royalty. Then he tells me a story. He said, me and your late father, my father, he said, we went to see a Sangoma some time ago. And when we got there, because they are, they don't share the same mother, but they share the same father, okay? He said, when we got to that, that Sangoma got scared and refused to do whatever that he's supposed to do, to work on them or to work with them, I don't know. He refused. And then he said to them, no, why you guys come here? I don't, I don't want you guys. So they were shocked that how this Sangoma is chasing them away and everything. And then they left with no help. I don't know what they were there for. Later on, a few years later, they go to another Sangoma. This Sangoma tells them about the event that happened. He said, you guys went to see a Sangoma that rejected you. Oh, hey, on this, this, this year. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know why he rejected you? Pella is telling me this story. So I was not there. I'm told. So I'm telling you what I'm told. Even Shasha, I know I remember them. Shasha. <laughs> so uh, he rejected you because you guys are royalty and your blood has power. And, but he did not just chase you away, he took something from your brother. And he is making himself stronger with whatever that he took. By you stepping into the place, he took something from you. So he says to me, that blood of your father is in you and you are royalty. I, I've been looking at the challenges that you've been experiencing in your life. And I realize that no, something is not right somewhere. We need to go strengthen you. We need to go home. I'm telling you the true story. Before I married my wife, she told me this. He said, I want you to come with me. I'm going to take you to. So now, Rangwaneaka, he's from ZCC. You know, he goes to ZCC. I'm a big prophet in the church that I want to take you to. And he's going to be able to see everything and tell us where the problem is. So I'm like, Lord, I respect this man. I love this man. I appreciate this man. But hell no. I'm not going there. No, not hell no. Heaven no. I'm not going there. So he kept on calling me. So I did not have the guts to tell him. But I realized if I do not, this is not going to happen. He's going to be on my case. And I said, Rangwan, I'm sorry. I don't believe in these things. They said I'm royalty. No, not in my bloodline or the family line. In my bloodline of the lineage of Jesus. Jesus says I am royalty because he's my Lord and my Savior. The Bible says he's the Lord of Lords. You don't understand. He's the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Which Lords is he Lord of? This Lords. He is the King of Kings. Which kings is he a king of? These kings. The Bible says you are a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. Please understand that in the New Testament, please, it's the last Sunday of the month. Let me help you. In the Old Testament, Mamela, Unkutal, man. In the 
Old Testament, only priests were permitted to enter into the throne room of God. Only priests were permitted to go into the presence of God, the most holy place, where the presence of God dwells, where you find the Ark of the Covenant, where the mercy seat is. Now, once a year, a priest who is the only one worthy and authorized to enter into the most high place, once a year, he will go into, into the tabernacle, into the Holy of Holies, where the presence of God is, and he will go there and offer atonement. Atonement means covering over. Atonement of the sins of Israel. Now, he will offer atonement and he will have a, a, a basin that is filled with blood, the blood of a lamb. And before they take the blood of that lamb, that, blood, that lamb had to go through a period of cleansing. They had to make sure that that lamb has got no sickness, is not uh, 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 wrinkled, does not have spots on it, it's got no spots or no dots or it's not crooked or limping. It's a perfect lamb because it was a shadow and a type of the lamb, Jesus. The priest himself, he'll go through that period of cleansing, make sure that he's perfect. And on the day of atonement, he will go through the tabernacle from the outer court into the inner court all the way into the Holy of Holies. And he will take the blood of that lamb and he will present it on the mercy seat. And that blood will speak on behalf of Israel. And that blood will cover over the sins of Israel once a year. Once a year the high priest. But the Bible says we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with us, but him, Jesus Christ, where we are able to come into his presence with boldness, with no shame, with no guilt at any time. We don't need a priest to talk on our behalf. The Bible says, come boldly into the throne room of grace and receive mercy for your need. Why? Because you are royalty. Why? Because the blood of Jesus did not atone your sin, which means to cover for your sins. The blood of Jesus washed your sins as white as snow. So you stand before God in the name of Jesus just as if you have never sinned. You are justified. Hello? So when we do not know who we are, we entertain lies. Where's the scripture that I ask you to find? The dead, some... 115 verse 17. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. The Bible says the dead are silent. The dead are what? And deaf. They don't hear. They don't speak. The dead. Don't praise God. Now, I saw my family speaking to the grave. But the scripture says the dead are silent. So there is a lie somewhere. There's a deception somewhere. Yeah, but pastor, many have seen Bogogo appear in the dream. Bobobobomkulu talk to them in the dream. Well, that's another topic for another day. But there's something that's called familiar spirits that are used by the kingdom of darkness 
presenting themselves as Eve. But there's a teaching on another day. I'm going to end here. Matthew 6 verse 10. Quickly. Matthew 6 verse 10. Matthew 6 verse. Please read it with me. Ready? Read. Yeah? Uh-huh. Again. Uh-huh. Where? Again. Ah. Uh, where? Just like where? What does this mean? I know it's in the Lord's Prayer. We know this. But most of us don't understand what we're saying. It says, your kingdom come. Because the kingdom taught about kingdom some time ago. Pastor Kingdom, please come, come tell us what is, what is a kingdom. Uh, uh, come quickly, quickly. Run here. Or you were reading. It's not in your heart. I'm serious. Come here. Come and tell us what is a kingdom. Five minutes, five minutes. Three minutes, I'm done. Yes, Pastor Tawan. Three minutes, I'm done. Your kingdom come. What is a kingdom? The Bible says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Do not be conformed to the kingdom of this world. I'm helping him remember now. But I'm, I'm believing that that word is in him. What is a kingdom, sir? I was never ready. <laughs> All right. The kingdom of God is the way God does things. So there is the kingdom of this world. That is the systems of this world. The way this world operates. The way this world da do what they do. And also there is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God there is opposite to the kingdom of this world. And is also opposite to the kingdom of darkness. So the kingdom of God is the way things happen in heaven. And he prayed, Jesus prayed um, and said, let your kingdom come on earth as it is where in heaven. So the same thing that's happening in heaven, God wants that thing to happen here on earth. So he wants earth to be a duplicate of heaven. Thank you very much. I said explain kingdom, don't preach. Did you hear that? Say the kingdom of God. Give me... John 3, verse 3. Say, the kingdom of God is God's method, God's principles, God's ways. How God does what he does. How God operates. How God functions. The kingdom of this world is how this world, the fallen world, does what it does, how it operates, the system in which it functions. So there are two different kingdoms. Amen? So you need to choose which kingdom you belong into. You can't be in between. The Bible says, I've given you life and death, blessings and, it says, choose. And then he whispers, says, choose life. You can't be in between. You can't serve God and serve the devil at the same time. Can't work. Jesus answered to Nicodemus. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Continue. And then he says, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? Because now, God is talking to Nicodemus about something spiritual, but Nicodemus is listening to God with a natural ear. Continue. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot 
enter the kingdom of God. Now, the previous verse he said he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now he says he cannot what? Enter the kingdom of God. He's not necessarily referring to heaven. He's referring to the principles that the heaven functions by. You cannot see or understand, enter, you cannot participate in the principles of God unless you are born again. So the things that we do when we are born again and you are not born again, they don't make sense to you because you can't see them, you can't understand them. You can't even get involved and participate in them because you are not born of the Spirit. Amen, family? So tonight, the Lord has dropped a word in my heart. The word that will usher us into 2024. And from that word, I'll be teaching throughout the whole of January on a series. Derived from that word. I'm not going to tell you what that word is because you need to be here go find out. Now, that word that the Lord has dropped into my heart, throughout January, I'm going to be teaching you how to bring it into reality. Because just because God gave a word does not mean you will just walk in it. There are things we need to do. You see, the kingdom of God is conditional. It's got conditions. You do your part, and God does his part. Amen, family? Now, this is what I want you to do tonight. I want to challenge you to do something tonight. I want you to do two things. Since we're going to be doing the offering right now. I want you to do thing, two things. Husband and wife, go talk together and come up with an agreement. Because of you guys that are not married, talk to God. No, husband and wife don't talk to God. They talk together and God, the three of them. I want you to ask God for two things. A seed of giving thanks for 2023. And I want you to come with another seed where you are sowing a seed for 2024. I'm tempted to tell you what the word the Lord gave me is, but I don't want to spoil tonight. And if you're not in a position to bring a seed, you've got the whole of January. You're going to make the decision tonight because you're going to come already decided. Galatians 5 verse... Galatians what? No, 1 Corinthians 9, 8. Or 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says you have must purpose in your heart. Give as you have what? Purpose in your heart. Put it on the screen if you can. Give as you have... Purpose in your heart. So you need to purpose in your heart. So let each one, Galatians, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So to purpose in your heart is to decide in your heart. I, I'm not going to decide for you. You together with God, go and purpose in your heart. That Lord, I want to give you an offering of thanksgiving for 2023. Thank you. You can name whatever you're thanking God for. And Lord, I want to plant a seed for 2024. And you will have a clearer idea of what you will be doing tonight. And if you've wasted your seed through the Christmas lady seven colors, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm going to give you until the whole of January because we will be dealing with this thing, talking about this thing. 
And I'm going to teach you from the Word of God. I'll show you how to possess that Word that will be released. God has released a Word in my heart for this church. For this church. And I'm and when God gives you a word, He gives you the faith for it. Amen? All right. I've went way, way too, too over time. Too much over time. Jesus. I've went 30 minutes over time. Can you believe it? But I did that to give you an opportunity to forgive me on the last Sunday of the year. Say, Pastor, we, we forgive you. 